What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone. That's all you need or from your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, what's going on? Wrap-up show on a Friday evening. John with you, Jim, not surprisingly, on a Friday night date. So soft, Jim. Trade deadline weekend is here. Jim is, I, th- I think he's on the radio today. What's he, what did he say he was doing? He was going to like a speakeasy, and then he was going to dinner at the UTC Mall. So the wrap-up show doesn't stop. We're doing this uh, year-round, day in, day out, even without Jim. Good to have you guys in the chat here tonight. Uh, we'll get going in a moment. John Schaefer with you for the next 60 minutes. As always, as you make your way in, whether you're here live or on replay, if you want to support this channel, there are a number of ways to do that. You can subscribe. If you subscribe, you're going to get year-round Padres content. All we really ask of Padres fans is that you subscribe. In addition to subscribing, you can hit the notification bell. You'll be notified when we have new videos or go live. You can smash the like button for us. Everyone can do that. That's super easy. Please smash the like button if you're here as the Padres win 10-1, and they do so impressively with a rare combination of both power and slug and pitching and a rare laugher for the Padres tonight as well. Uh, Please follow me on Twitter as well at John Schaefer. You can follow our radio show at John and Jim. If you want to make sure I get your comments here tonight, please use the super function because as a one man band, it's hard for me to keep up with the chat, Uh, do the show and keep up with the chat. So if you want to support this channel, if you want to make sure I get your comment, you can use that super function by clicking the dollar sign, down below. I'm going to get to all of the supers as always. Um, and in addition to the super chat, if you want to become a member, you can click that join button next to subscribe down below. You'll get custom emojis. I'm talking about LFGSD emojis. Any members in the chat right now, please use your LFGSD emoji. Padres hitting five home runs in a 10-1 win against the Twins after the day off. We'd love to see the LFGSD emojis. We have custom badges which uh, change based on the length of time you're a member of the channel. We have members-only content as well. So if you want to support this channel, number of ways to do it with supers and memberships and subscribe and like. Um, and I see the LFGSDs rolling in right now. Uh, this is a good night. I mean, if you're a Padres fan, um, th- this is a good night. Obviously, the trend lines over the last month or so have not been overly encouraging. But you're wondering now... Fritz, what's going on, by the way? <laughs> Fritz says I'm carrying the program. Um, and yes, Carter, it is Solo John. Um, and it was, Michael, a breath of fresh air tonight for the Padres. So, you know, games like this have been relatively rare, I would say, for the Padres over the last month or more, maybe even going back to all the way in late May. 
Um, but if they're turning the corner, you know, maybe that's a possibility here. You know, they took two of three from Arizona before the deadline. They went three and three on the road trip, but did win a series in New York and had an opportunity, a golden opportunity to win a series in Detroit. Just didn't take advantage. We can get into that, obviously. And then they win tonight. So you go back over their last 10 games before the break, and they're six and four. And it feels like they should be better because of that Detroit loss on Wednesday. But it's at least encouraging because we haven't even seen a six and four stretch for the better part of the last 40 or 50 games. So it's at least encouraging. All right, I see the Supers coming in. Again, it's a great way to support this channel. If you want to make sure I get your comment here tonight, interact with it. If you want to kind of um, direct the conversation here this evening, because there's so much to get to. We're going to get to the trade deadline. Luis Castillo to the Mariners, does that take him out of the Soto sweepstakes? It's a possibility. They give up like three of their top 10 prospects, four of their top 30. I think Jim Bowden earlier today talked about four teams being heavily involved. Most people believe the Mariners are one of those teams. If it's the Mariners and the Padres and the Dodgers and the Cardinals, then the Mariners take themselves out of that conversation. We'll get into that. We'll get into Blake Snell, this offense, other needs, the closer situation, Joe Musgrove's contract, wherever you want to go with this, you can use the supers and we will uh, we'll get into it. So I want to start with France. France, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for the super. We really appreciate it. Thank you for your support of this channel. He says, great win. Let's keep it up. Hashtag LFGSD. It, it is a good win. I mean, consider what happened Wednesday. And then you sit on it for a day, if not a day and a half. You play Wednesday afternoon, and then you don't play again until Friday night. You just sit on it, and you travel, and you look at the wild card standings, and you look at the National League West, and you know the trade deadline is looming. And, you know, they these games are important. We're so consumed by the trade deadline, you sometimes forget that what's happening on field is equally, if not more important. Of course, a player like Juan Soto changes the direction of your franchise maybe forever, but in the meantime, you don't know if you're landing Soto. And if you never land Soto, these games matter regardless of whether you land him or not. And there's 61 games to play, and they just need to play good baseball. They entered the day two and a half games clear of a playoff spot. That's it. Two and a half games. Now, I want to say teams behind the Padres, uh, excuse me, won today. I think that's correct. Uh, put it in the chat if I'm wrong about that. So, I mean, you're looking at you know two and a half, three games here which is fine. You have the additional wild card spot. Um, is it tenuous? I think it's slightly tenuous. They're going to have to play decent baseball. They don't have to go 40 and 21. They do not have to go 40 and 21 to the postseason. They don't have to go 39 and 22. You get the point. I mean, 31 and 30 conceivably could be enough unless those two teams behind you finish hot and go 35 and 25. So they don't have to be perfect, but they have to be better than they've been. And there's still three games under 500 since May 23rd. So they need to be better than they've been. France, thank you again for the super. Greatly appreciated. I want to get to our buddy 619 Cam, who is a loyal viewer of the wrap-up show. It's great to have Cam always with us here on the channel. He's a member as well. Cam, thank you. Thank you for the super. Again, if you want to make sure I get your comment, you can click the dollar sign down below. We're getting to all of the supers here tonight as the Padres um, just demolished the Twins. They were 2-8 and eight all time against the Twins at home, for whatever that's worth. I mean, it means nothing. Two teams haven't played since 2017, but it's nice to get a laugher. It really is. Uh, Cam says, sup, John? Just nice to finally have a game like this. Thanks for running solo without soft gym. Yeah, absolutely, Cam. You know my dedication. You know my loyalty to Padres fans and wrap-up show viewers. And um, we're dedicated. Um, Jim, you know, Jim's dedicated to dating. Uh, and, this, and this channel here and there, here and there, when it's convenient. Uh, but, Cam, thank you for the super. And it is nice to have a game like this. And... I don't know if it felt like a laugh for immediately because Snell allowed that home run to make it 3-1. You're thinking, well, this game is far from over. But then Padres just tacked on Machado, Alfaro, shoot, Hosmer with his eighth home run of the year. Kim 
with a rare home run. I mean, it was a good night. And, you know, it's not as if the, the home runs were absolutely crushed. I want to say the furthest was 410 feet and four of the five home runs were hit less than 400 feet. Obviously, it's hard to hit a ball more than 410 feet at Petco Park. But um, there have been very few games like this. They hadn't hit four home runs in a game this year, I believe. And they hit five here tonight. So it's uh, it's encouraging. And we'll see if they can continue the momentum of both pitching and offense throughout the course of the weekend against a pretty good Twins team. They've lost three straight now, but they're still five games over 500. Their starting pitcher tonight, Joe Ryan, has had an excellent year. So this was a rare slip-up on his accord when you look at this box score here tonight. And, you know, Ryan, four and two-third innings, eight hits, ten runs. I mean, he came in with a 2-7. He leaves with a 3-7. This late in the year, that's a rarity. Um, and then you compare that to what um, Blake Snell did here tonight, six innings, four hits, one run. Seven strikeouts, one walk. When he is effective and when he commands his pitches, he gives you a chance to win a baseball game, and they scored for him finally as well. And he's been better in July. Look at the Snell July numbers. I don't have them in front of me. He had one bad outing, um, but he has absolutely been better. There's no question about that in July. Um, All right. Thank you again, Cam. I want to get to this super from Michael. Michael, thank you again for uh, this super chat and for hanging out with us here tonight. Uh, Michael says this, glad Musgrove getting the extension. Pay that man. Yeah, we said pay that man for so so many days and nights, didn't we, on the radio and on the wrap-up show. We've been talking about this for weeks and weeks. I think we started talking about this at the beginning of the offseason, after the 2021 season. I think I called it priority number one for the Padres in the offseason, and it never came to be. And there were a couple of reasons why. You had a lockout. Um, You had a lot of work to be done after the lockout, obviously, in a short period of time. And then the start that Joe Musgrove got off to to begin this year maybe put the two sides further apart than when the season even started. But for the Padres and Peter Seidler to pony up and get to $20 million per year, now this is reportedly, the deal has not fully been consummated to the best of our knowledge. I don't know if it's been signed, sealed, delivered. It sounds like it's going to be signed, sealed, and delivered in the neighborhood of five years and $100 million. And if you've been watching this channel or listening to us on the radio, I think I've said five for 100 for literally six months. I think I've never really gone off course of around five for 100, and that's where they land, and I think it's fair. I think he deserves to be a $100 million pitcher. I think on the open market, he gets more than that. Um, I understand from the Padres' perspective that it's probably hard hard to go more than 20 with the payroll flexibility that you lack right now and moving forward, and you're trying to field a winner, um, you know, not just now, but also moving forward. But I just think it's fair for both parties. If you're Musgrove, yeah, you could get more than 100, but you get the guarantee now in season, which takes your health out of the equation. If you're the Padres, you just can't risk it. You can't risk Joe Musgrove finishes off this year, is the most desirable starting pitcher on the market, and is offered 140, 150, 160 million dollars in the offseason, or a sixth or a seventh year. Five years is right for a 29 year old. Maybe he's 30 right now, or he's about to be 30. But you get age 30, 31. 32, 33, 34. That's reasonable for a pitcher that does not have a lot of wear and tear on his arm, that has been a workhorse for you the last two years, and has pitched like an ace for the better part of the last two years. I think it's a win-win. I give Peter Seidler a ton of credit. I give Joe Musgrove credit. It takes two sides agreeing here. It takes two sides coming together. Maybe there's a motivation for Musgrove with the San Diego ties. Clearly, there's a motivation from the Padres' perspective because they need to shore up the front of the rotation, not just for now, but moving forward. And I really do believe it's a win-win. I'm glad it got done. I was getting a little worried, if I'm being honest. And while it's not done, 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 it sounds like it's getting close to being done, done, done. 
Um, thank you guys again. I see the spam coming in the chat. I'm trying to eliminate the spam in the chat. So thank you guys for bearing with it. My apologies there. Uh, John, with you on the wrap-up show. As you make your way in, please subscribe. Uh, we're going to talk about the trade deadline tonight. We're going to talk about this win. Talk about Luis Castillo to the Mariners. What does that mean for the Padres and Juan Soto? Please subscribe. We'll be with you all weekend long. Padres presumably will have some level of action between now and the end of the weekend. Of course, the trade deadline is Tuesday at 3 p.m. So subscribe. Smash the like button for me here tonight. Follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. And if you want to make sure I get your comment here tonight, use that super function by clicking the dollar sign down below. If you want to become a member, click the join button next to subscribe. The Ronsta is with us tonight. If I miss a super, by the way, as well, please let me know because the, the chat is going fast and furious. So the Ronsta, thank you. Thanks for hanging out as always. Loyal viewer here on the wrap-up show and supporter. Twins getting rocked and Tingler's return to Petco Park. Maybe it's somewhat fitting, right? I mean, based on the way that the Padres were playing down the stretch in 2021 when Tingler was in a dugout in Petco Park. Um, maybe for him, it's a little bit of deja vu all over again. In all honesty, I think most Padres fans wish him well. Um, hopefully he does have a bright future in baseball. I wouldn't be surprised if he managed again at some point. Um, you know, Twins have had a nice year, not a perfect year. Their starting pitching is starting to let them down. I do like their lineup. We didn't really see it much here tonight, but I do like, obviously, Correa in the middle of that lineup, Buxton with the 25 home runs. i got a couple of youngsters who have hit the ball well, at least recently. Um, but listen, right now you got to beat up on the Twins. Um, you just need to win games, and you need to win series. And we keep talking about the 12 remaining games between the Padres and the Dodgers. That is a you know, that's a tough pill to swallow when 12 of your final, whatever the math is going to be when they play, 12 of your final 54, maybe something like that. I think it's 12 of the final 54 against the Dodgers. That's like, what percent is that? I mean, 12 of 60 is 20%. It's like 24%, 23, 24% of your remaining schedule after this Rockies series. So you got to win home games. You need to win home series. This has not been a particularly great team at home this year particularly on offense or specifically on offense. So good to see, good to see. And yeah, if Tingler, you know, suffers a bad weekend here at Petco, such is life. We're in the business of seeing if the Padres can win some games. Uh, talking Friars, Ben Fadden, what's going on, man? I know you were at the game. I know you saw Scott Boris tonight. We can discuss that as well. Uh, I don't know if he's buying a Hosmer jersey. I think he's buying his girlfriend probably a drink would be my guess he is uh at the utc mall i want to say it raised by wolves if anyone wants to go stalk him or find him or he was there earlier i don't know if he's still there to be honest with you ben thanks for hanging out though in the chat ben is a great resource for padres fans i always say that jim always says that make sure to follow talking friars as well um so turbo says uh, and turbo thank you it's been great to have you with us here on the wrap-up show and thank you for your support of this channel he says was tonight just bad pitching you know, isn't that kind of the age-old question when an offense comes to life when it's been quiet and when a good pitcher doesn't pitch well? Was it just one of those nights here for Joe Ryan? Um, was it one of those nights here for the Padres offense where they overly do for a game like this? And honestly, they probably were. You know, Joe Ryan's not a hard-throwing pitcher. I, I want to say his fastball velocity is in the neighborhood of 91-92, and he throws it like 60% of the time. And the Padres, you know, they, they got, I don't know if breaks is the right word. They hit some balls that went over the fence by a few feet, right? A couple of these home runs just cleared the wall. There's other nights where the Padres fly out to the warning track. That's literally the definition of baseball. But tonight, Machado's ball goes over the fence. Tonight, Voight's ball, and he was snake bitten in Detroit. It goes over the fence. And so on and so forth. So five home runs is great. 
Uh, only one of them over 400 feet. Again, if you play this game somewhere else, who knows if you hit five home runs tonight or if you hit one home run here tonight. So it's probably a combination of the Padres were kind of due for a night like this. Maybe Joe Ryan was due for a night like this, coming in with a sub-3 ERA in his rookie year, by the way, for the Twins and pitching in an unfamiliar ballpark against you know a National League team in interleague play. So I think it just happens over the course of a baseball season. I mean, shoot, really good pitchers can get hit pretty well over the course of a year. We've seen it with you, Darvish. I mean, Joe Musgrove has not been perfect in his last four or five starts. It's very rare for a pitcher to go the entirety of a season, make 30 starts, and not have one real hiccup. It does happen. You know, if you look up, look at a Jacob deGrom season when he won a couple of Cy Youngs, you could probably look at a Max Scherzer season occasionally and look at that, although Scherzer even last year, giving up a grand slam here to Camarena. So it's baseball, and they play a lot of games. Um, so one of those things, potentially, one of those things. Um, I want to get to the super from our buddy Eric Lanier. Eric, good to have you in the chat. I caught up with Eric actually earlier today. Eric is a huge supporter of the wrap-up show. So, Eric, thank you for hanging out. Thank you for the super as well. Much appreciated. Um, and Eric asks or says, Boris here tonight for any other reason than Soto. Okay, so that, I mean, that's kind of like a $500 million question, Eric, if I'm being honest. And I do think, to be honest, that he's in San Diego for a number of reasons that have nothing to do with Juan Soto. Now, could Soto have something to do with Boris being in San Diego tonight? That's possible. I mean, I haven't seen Peter Seidler quoted regarding what the conversation entailed today with Scott Boris. I don't know fully whom else Scott Boris may have met with here today while in San Diego or at Petco Park. He has a number of clients on both of these teams, by the way, both of these teams. Eric Hosmer is one of his clients. I forget the whole list. I've seen it here in the chat already. It's hard for me to keep up with that. He's Musgrove's agent, I want to say. Is that accurate? So if Musgrove, again, we we find out today that Musgrove is coming to terms sooner rather than later on a $100 million deal, and Boris is his agent. Is that right, by the way? Is Boris uh, Musgrove's agent? I mean, again, there's probably... You know, that's probably not a coincidence. And maybe that's why. Okay, Boris is Musgrove's agent. Thank you, Jared. And thank you, Eric. Um, so I think it has more to do with Musgrove, honestly, than it has to do with Soto. But that's just my speculation. Boris is in town. And within the hour, we find out from people like Dennis Lynn and The Athletic that Joe Musgrove is going to come to terms with the Padres. Um, that would be my guess. Now, iOS guys saying that Musgrove is not a Boris client. And then Robbie's saying not his client. Rich is saying no. Okay. Yeah, I, that was a little surprising for me. Um, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, the idea that Boris is there because they're getting Soto, I mean, that's a little presumptuous. Come on. I mean, the Nats are shopping Soto to the best possible suitor. They're looking for a once-in-a-lifetime trade partner. They're looking to land the most prospect capital in the history of baseball, potentially. He's not there because they've landed Soto. I mean, could the conversation come up in some form or fashion? Sure. But Scott Boris is not trading Juan Soto. Now, Scott Boris can be heavily involved. Look at the Scherzer-Turner situation from last year, but he is not the one that pulls the trigger. The Nationals ultimately will pull the trigger. <laughs> Jared, don't worry about it. All good, man. All good. Do not get hung up about it. It's the wrap-up show. We're on YouTube. It's Friday night. We're live. It is all good. I'm going to get to the Supers in a moment. Michael, I see you in the chat. I see the Super. I'm going to get to it coming up in a moment. Thank you for your viewership and for your support here tonight. Uh, before we get back to these supers, I do want to remind our viewers about our partnership with Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. And I want to say Mark is here, right? Uh, Mark is in the chat here tonight. He's our title sponsor. He's uh, 
basically the reason we were able to get this show off the ground going back nine, 10 months. Mark Nimitz, Farmers Insurance, Auto, Home, Renters, Life, Earthquake Insurance, any insurance needs, he's your guy. He's going to save you $750 or more if you switch your insurance over to him. If you ever have a claim, he's going to make the process super simple and easy. And it can be a very challenging time if you ever have to deal with a claim in your home. He's going to take care of it all. He's going to make it seamless. And in the event of a claim, he could save you literally thousands of dollars. So it can be life-changing if you switch over to Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He's a great insurance agent. Trust me, I have my homeowners and my earthquake insurance through Mark. And I have for a while now. We recently had a claim and he took care of everything. So he's a Padres fan for life. He's a San Diegan. He's a great insurance agent. He'll talk insurance needs with you. He'll talk Padres baseball with you. He'll talk trade deadline with you. Just get in contact with Mark Nimitz. Trust me. Link down below. Get a quote online, as you can see, at his website. Here's the site. There's a link down below if you want to click on it. But again, auto, home, renter's life, earthquake insurance. He's got great service and communication. He can help you if you have any insurance needs. If you support this channel, please consider Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance, the title sponsor of the wrap-up show. And Mark, thanks for hanging out as always. All right, back to the chat. And our buddy, Michael Yench, who asked this. And Michael, thank you for the super. Any news on Soto today? Chad, help me out. I'm trying. The days run together. What's the most substantive move, or excuse me, news we've received on Soto within the last 12 hours? I think we've seen, um, who was it? Was it uh, Bowden say that he believes there's four serious suitors, but he believes that the Padres and the Cardinals are the front runners, something along those lines. Um, I mean, we absolutely, we saw Jeff Passan say today that he thought that the trade trades around baseball are getting held up because of the Nats and the Padres and the Padres have all this prospect capital. And until the Nats are able to consummate a deal with the Padres, nothing else gets done. And who knows if they are able to consummate a deal with the Padres or not. So there's been a little bit of chatter, I would say today related to the Padres and Juan Soto. I don't think anything that is really for me raised my eyebrows to such a point that I feel like the Padres have put themselves in this position where they would be referred to as quote unquote favorites for Soto, the way I look at it is the Dodgers are going to be in on Soto. And the Padres are going to be in on Soto. And other teams are in or are going to be in on Soto. Who will put together the best the best package? And is that going to be the Padres or not? And what does the best package even mean? Is it because it the Nationals shed salary with Soto as well? That sounds like it's more unlikely than likely. Is it because the Nats are looking for major league ready talent and major leaguers as, as well as young controllable parts? I mean, nobody knows really what the Nationals are looking for. And also nobody knows who the Nationals believe from a scouting perspective are the most highly sought after young players in baseball. Are they Padres farmhands? Are they Dodgers farmhands? Are they Cardinals farmhands? You get the point. So I think there'll be twists and turns. Um, you know, there have been twists and turns over the last well year, going back to Scherzer and Turner. So, you know, I just don't feel comfortable saying that the Padres are clearly the front runner right now for Juan Soto because we've been burned on this before. Even if they are the front runner, it doesn't mean he's even traded. So the news is there's no real news, which I think is encouraging for the Padres. If there's any encouraging news as well today around baseball, I think it's that Mariners deal for Castillo. I think it maybe takes him out of the running a little bit. So. You know, here's the one thing I'll say about Soto. I don't think you wait until Tuesday on Soto. 
Because if you wait until Tuesday on Soto and don't land him, what does it mean for your prospects at the deadline? I think you need to set a time and a date to move on. You know, maybe it's Monday, 3 p.m. It gives you 24 hours. Maybe, you know, when you go to sleep Sunday night, whether you have them or not. But you can't let it play out for the next 96 hours or whatever it is for the next four days and then lose out at the last minute because that's really potentially going to put the Padres in a in a tough spot. You know, it really could put the Padres in a tough spot. All right, John Schaefer with you here on the wrap-up show. We're just getting started. Padres over the Twins here tonight, 10-1. If you want to get involved in the chat, you can use that super function by clicking the dollar sign down below. Padres in this victory here tonight, nine hits but 10 runs. Again, a rarity recently for this team. Home runs from Luke Voigt, Hassan Kim, Eric Hosmer, Manny Machado, and Jorge Alfaro. Alfaro's was a three-run shot. And... uh you know, Padres had a bit of a laugh for down at Petco Park, and you can use these over the course of 162 and the way this team has played here over the last month. Um, a welcomed a welcome night, I think, for Padres fans. What a crowd, by the way, at Petco, over 43,000. I mean, the support for this franchise is just unbelievable. It has just been incredible uh, throughout this 2022 and really 2021 season as well. All right, let's get back to uh, the Supers. I want to go to our buddy Alex. Alex, thank you as always for your support of this channel. Great to have you with us here live in the chat as well. He says, maybe the Joe extension was the holdup. You're saying, Alex, related to Soto trade talks? Is that what you're referring to? Comment comment down below if that's what you're referring to. I, I don't know. We asked Kevin Acey this on the radio today. Um, we had him on John and Jim at 530. If you missed that interview, sportsd.com or search John and Jim, iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn Radio. Um, he said they weren't tied or correlated directly. Now, there is something to be said for the Padres having the peace of mind or knowing what Musgrove is going to cost or knowing that Musgrove is going to come to fruition, that deal. Because if it's hanging out there, I, I guess that's a factor. Um, and if it's done, I guess it's a factor as well, because now you know what you're allocating to his deal. Um, here's another comment here from Alex. He says, yeah, maybe they wanted to get Joe uh, taken care of first to know they will have pitching lol uh, maybe i mean yeah i mean i think the musgrove piece is a very important piece for the franchise i don't know if it's directly tied to want soda or not i think it's a very encouraging sign for the padres they needed a little bit of like good news in general they needed that influx of good news i don't think it's the end-all be-all locking him up like I, what i mean by that is i think it's the end-all be-all for the padres moving forward i think it's very important for 2023 and four and beyond what I mean by it not being the end-all be-all is I don't think it is for this team right now. I mean, locking up Musgrove, hopefully that's a momentum boost. Maybe that's a uh, rallying cry a little bit. Remember, it was Manny Machado that two months ago said, pay that man, and two months later, Peter Seidler does exactly that. So maybe that's seen as a positive development in the clubhouse among the 26. I'm sure it is. But it doesn't change the course of your season. Joe Musgrove was here. He was going to be here. He's still here. So it doesn't directly influence the course of your season. Does it influence your future? No question about it. Does it, you know, turn this ship around in a positive direction? I think it could just from a momentum perspective or from a rallying cry perspective, but ultimately it's the same 26 in the clubhouse. So um, we'll see. You know, I, I think it's an important piece that now we know about. And now the other important pieces are this. What do they do with the deadline? Do they add offense? It seems like they have to. Well, but John, they scored 10 runs tonight. You've been watching, though. They're not doing this every night. Uh, they need offense. But John, 
Uh, they need bullpen. But but John, the bullpen tonight was really good. Not every game's a 10-1 game. And not every game is against the Minnesota Twins in an early play. I mean, they need bullpen help, in my opinion. Are they getting some relievers back from injury? They are. There's no question about it. Um, you know, I don't even know who's closing moving forward because of the struggles here of Taylor Rogers. But I, I think offensively, and that's a generic statement, I think they it starts with the outfield. I do think they need to upgrade in the outfield. I do think you could argue they could absolutely upgrade at first base. I know Hosmer hasn't, you know, it's been an average year, I'd say, for a first baseman, maybe a below average year. But, I mean, it hasn't been the most ridiculously awful year for Eric Hosmer. But, I mean, we're watching this. They need offensive upgrades. Does Fernando Tatis Jr. help? Yeah, but there's 61 games left, and he's not even going to be active come the end of the trade deadline. So, like, they need some reserves. And they're competing in a league that has a Dodgers team that, you know, if you're going to match up with in the postseason, you're going to need more. And we don't know if they'll match up with them in the postseason, but what's the goal here? Is the goal to get in or is the goal to win when you get in? And that's what A.J. Preller and ownership are probably asking themselves right now, if I was guessing. But, I mean, you're in a window of time where Manny Machado is 30 years of age. You should be playing a Winter World Series. You shouldn't be playing for 2023. I mean, you just shouldn't. And the way this franchise is being supported right now by the fans, I don't want to hear about 2023 right now. I, j- I just don't. All right, let me get back to uh, Michael Yench. Michael, thank you again. Uh, greatly appreciated. He says, us true San Diego sports fans are loyal to the team that stays here in San Diego. No doubt about it, Michael, as you should be. I, I think, you know, there's another conversation. There's a different conversation when we talk about the support of the Padres and what we see night in and night out. A lot of you guys probably know. I mean, I've been in San Diego five years, literally five years to the day. It was like my fifth year anniversary in San Diego. I remember when I got to San Diego in July of 2017, I want to say I went to a game. One of the first nights I got here, I have a picture on my phone. There was no one there. I mean, I'm not even kidding. It was like a marine layer July night. Um, I don't even know who they were playing. It was not It was not some horrific opponent. It wasn't like you know the Yankees or the Dodgers, but it was just some normal opponent. And there were 9,000 people in the building, something like I mean, it was ridiculous. They probably announced like 19, but there were like 9,000 people in the building. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh. Um, from that moment to now is unbelievable. I mean, the events that have occurred, obviously the NFL team leaving, the signing of Manny Machado, the Fernando Tatis Jr. emergence as a young player. It's just, I mean, the franchise has, you know, invested. Peter Seidler's done a great job investing. I mean, they're vested and they've invested and San Diegans have come out to support it. And it's awesome to see. It really is. It's been awesome to see. Um, you know, for me, having been here for five plus years, San Diego's a baseball town. I don't know San Diego's a football town. I know San Diego's a baseball town. Um, I remember the first day we were on the air as John and Jim. I said, here's what I'm going to do. It might be unconventional. People say you can't do this. I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to talk Padres in San Diego State for 365 days a year and San Diego sports. And of course, we'll mix in the NFL as necessary. But I'm going to talk Padres. I'm going to talk San Diego State. I'm going to talk San Diego sports. And if people support it, it's going to work. I mean, we need the support of people. So if you like that type of content, that's why we ask you to come to the wrap-up show, come to our radio program, because, you know, believe it or not, it's kind of somewhat unconventional. Like, spend three hours a day talking solely about San Diego. I don't care what's going on. Me, I really could care less about what's going on in the NBA in San Francisco. Now, Jim feels a different way. Um, and I, you know, NFL is topical, of course, but I mean, come on. I mean, if you're in San Diego, I think you want to hear about the Padres as much as anything, you know, that's my two cents. So thank you, Michael, for, uh, for the super and for your support 
of this channel. I'm just trying to scroll here through the chat. Thank you guys for uh, bearing with me here tonight. Let me take a sip. I'm drinking tonight. Is anyone else drinking? Let me know what you're drinking in the chat if you are. You know me. I'm a little soft. Nova, easy kombucha. What is it? Mint watermelon. So uh, here it is. Look at that. Such a girl drink, right? No offense to any women in the chat, live or on replay. But you know what? I, everyone always makes fun of me. Um, okay, I do want to tell you about um, our sponsors coming up, up in a moment. I do want to get to this super, though, from our buddy 619 Cam. Cam, thank you again. Thank you guys for the supers. If you want to weigh in, please make sure to uh, click that super button down below, the dollar sign down below. I'll get to all the supers here tonight. As you can imagine, it's impossible to keep up with all the comments coming in and do a show at the same time. So Cam says this, wouldn't it be awesome that we land Soto and Tatis comes back at the same time he plays his first game, hashtag LFGSD. Can you imagine? So the Tatis timeline is a tricky one and a little bit of a moving target and a little bit of moving goalposts in general. We've heard a lot of different timelines since we found out the extent of the injury in early to mid-March after the lockout. Um, I think a lot of people hoped for late June, then early July, then July, then early August. And now I don't know if any of that is reasonable. Um, Bob Melvin saying it's day to day. He said earlier today to the media that he could face live pitching at some point mid to late homestand. So I would put that as Monday through Thursday potentially against the Rockies. That's mid to late homestand. So maybe he faces live pitching. Maybe then he goes out on a rehab appearance, a very short one in my opinion. I'd be very surprised if, surprised if it was longer than a couple of games. That's just my personal opinion because this guy's a brilliant player. And what are you going to learn from watching him four times in El Paso? Just to see how the wrist responds, I guess. Just his health, nothing else. So you put it all together. If you could start a rehab by next weekend, let's say a week from today or even sooner, then maybe he could come back like a week from tomorrow or Sunday against the Dodgers or a day or two after that. And that's what, August 6, 7, 8? You know, again, I, I've been rolling a thousand times on this. I'm not a doctor. I don't have knowledge of the extent of what's going on. But I mean, I think we're looking maybe six, seven, eight is is really good case. Maybe if a week later than that, possibly as well. But, you know, that's not going to be a lot of games remaining for the Padres, but they're going to need them. I mean, they're going to need them and they could need them for the stretch run and they could absolutely need them. I mean, they will need them in the postseason. It's Fernando Tatis Jr., generational talent. They need him. Um, They'll absolutely need him at some point here in 2022. There's, there's no question about it. Am I missing something in the chat? Is there someone I should be blocking, by the way, in the chat? I see the spam, and I apologize for that. Um, is there someone I should be blocking other than the, the bot spam, which I just blocked? Let me know um, if I should be. So sorry about that. You would think YouTube could like do a better job with the spam a little bit. Like It's not like there's 15,000 people in here. A couple hundred people, like we can't keep the spam out. Okay, so thank you, Peter. He says, no, it's the bot. Thank you, Peter. I appreciate you making me aware. Thank you again, Cam, for the super. Thank you, Michael, again, for the super as well. Really do appreciate the supers here tonight. Great way to support this channel on a Friday night. We're just four days in front of the trade deadline. It's less than four full days because it's Tuesday, 3 o'clock Pacific. Most of it is ironed out, you know, I mean, in the day before, you'd like to think, I think most of the work will be done by Monday, but I'm sure there's some stuff that'll linger into Tuesday. There's no question about that. That always happens. But the big massive deal, I think we're going to know about the big massive deals, whatever those are in baseball at some point Monday. Maybe they get 
again, completed on Tuesday, but I like to think we'll know the direction of someone like Juan Soto, maybe at some point Monday as opposed to Tuesday, if not earlier. So Michael with this super wants to know, how about getting Soto? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Any combination of this, to be honest, would be pretty good. He says, how about getting Soto Otani, the Cubs catcher? That's Wilson Contreras in a bullpen arm. Okay, Michael, I will say this. There is a very high likelihood they do some of this. Now, what I mean by that is I think they will add to their bullpen. So that feels inevitable to some degree. I think they could trade for Wilson Contreras, although I don't know how likely it is because I think a number of teams need catching help. And I don't know if the Padres are the team that needs it to the greatest degree. I personally don't think Otani's moving. Um, I just don't. So I don't think Otani's going anywhere. And Soto, we're all crossing our fingers. You know, I'm crossing my fingers. But, I mean, if you did one of the first three, to be honest, Soto, Otani, Contreras. Now, again, there's an order there. You can argue Soto, Otani, because one player is two and a half years of control. The other is one and a half. We could argue that. I don't think it's overly realistic that Otani moves, but I've been dead wrong before, so maybe it does happen. But, I mean, Soto, Otani, Contreras are all... In my opinion, I mean, two of them are transformational. I, I think Contreras is a big addition. I really do. I've, you know, you watch Wilson Contreras play, which I've done a number of times. The guy can flat out hit, and he's a slugging bat that they desperately need. Maybe not on a night like tonight, but they could desperately use it. So I don't even think it's settling. I think it's a huge upgrade to get Wilson Contreras. Now, it wouldn't feel great if the Dodgers landed Soto and you got Contreras, but if Soto stayed uh, put or went to the American League and Otani stayed put and you got Contreras, I think that's pretty encouraging for Padres fans. And I think that's a really good headline piece for A.J. Preller at the trade deadline if he lands Wilson Contreras. So, you know, you always want to shoot for the moon, but I do think we have to have some level of, you know, realism or like you have to be somewhat realistic here that they could try as hard as they possibly want for Juan Soto. Mike Rizzo and the Nationals organization and their ownership have to sign off on whatever the Padres are offering. And whatever the Padres are offering, A.J. Preller doesn't control what the Dodgers can offer, and he doesn't control what the Cardinals system provides, and he doesn't control if Mike Rizzo thinks the prospects in the Cardinals organization are better suited for the Nationals organization than the Padres. So you understand this. It's not as simple as willing it to existence, although we all wish it was. So I do think Soto's realistic, but I don't think any of it would be probable because there's there's a number of teams in on it. So even if you're down to three teams, and if every team had equal – chance of landing him that only gives you a 33 percent chance of landing him so that's not overly probable but it's realistic so i think soto's realistic i think Contreras is realistic i don't personally think otani's realistic and the bullpen's getting done i mean he's going to add in in some form or fashion to his bullpen there's no question about that um okay i'm going to get to the supers again here in a moment before i do that i do want to tell you about our brand new partner here on the wrap-up show that is omar sanchez at edge home finance omar is a huge padres fan he went to san diego state he's a san diegan we catch up all the time he's our newest partner here on the wrap-up show he's at edge home finance he's here he's here to help all padres fans with their mortgage and this is what i want you to do i want you you want to will this Juan soto trade through then let's text omar right now and say um Juan Soto. <laughs> Text Omar right now, Juan Soto, with the fingers crossed emoji. Scan the QR code on the screen or text him, 619-387-7798. He's your San Diego native mortgage broker. If you're looking to buy your dream home, he can help you. If you're looking to refinance to consolidate your debt, he can also help. 
If you're in the process of buying or refinancing and you want a second opinion to make sure you're getting the best possible deal, get in contact with Omar Sanchez. He'll give you an absolutely free consultation. You can call him or text him, 619-387-7798. And if you're looking for referral partners to expand your book of business, reach out to Omar directly. I'm talking about realtors, CPAs, insurance agents, divorce attorneys, immigration attorneys. Omar wants to help you grow your business as well. So again, please text Omar. He's available to you 24 hours a day. He'd love to hear from you. How about a Juan Soto fingers crossed emoji text to 619-387-7798. That's 619-387-7798. All right. Thank you again, Omar Sanchez. Thank you guys for hanging out. Again, please subscribe if you are here and you are a Padres fan. Please smash the like button for us as well. Please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer. Let's get back to the Supers and the chat here on this Friday evening. John here. Jim's not. Jim's on a date, supposedly. All right. So, Alex, thank you again. Appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. He says, uh, what do you think about the Padres looking at starting pitching? I I asked Kevin Acey this specifically earlier today. Um, he said it was absolutely, you know, realistic or plausible or possible. I personally am a proponent of the Padres adding starting pitching, and let me explain why. Um, I don't think Mackenzie Gore will play a sizable role for the Padres at any point down the stretch because of his health and his ineffectiveness the last two months of the year. Plus, he was pitching out of the bullpen, so you go from seven starters to six. I think Nick Martinez has been very good out of the bullpen. I think he will remain there, I guess, unless there's an injury to your other five. But I think he's been successful in the bullpen more so as a starter. I think they'd like to keep him there. So knowing that, that Gore, question mark, Martinez, you like the role he's currently in. And then Sean I has been ineffective for a month, has been among, he's taken one of the biggest steps back in baseball over the last month as a starting pitcher. So you have that. Now, Musgrove has not been as good recently as he was in the first three months of the year. Now, Snell's pitching better than he was the first three months of the year. I think Darvish, um, has obviously been excellent for this team. And Clevenger has been very good. But Clevenger off Tommy John. Um, you know, what did I say earlier about the starting pitching? Yeah, Clevenger off Tommy John. And Manaya is a little bit of a question mark for me right now. Like, is he going to be able to hold up here and pitch effectively for 162? The point is this. You can never have too much starting pitching. It's an adage. It's true. It's stupid. It's an ad- But it's true. You can never have too much, and I don't think you should rule it out, and I don't think it would be a poor decision to address it. Now, you might say, is it their number one priority? And you might say, well, hold on, John. The starting pitching is, is carried away. Exactly. So if the deadline passes and you have a situation in your um, in your rotation, or the rotation is carried away, not the bullpen. Um, if you have a situation in your rotation after the deadline, remember last year they had a, maybe was it a Chris Paddock injury the day of the deadline? You just can't deal with that again. I just can't deal with that again. Um, and the Padres, because of this offense, need starting pitching to carry the way. So if you have one additional starter and you go to a six-man rotation, again, I I don't think it's the end of the world. I just don't. So, you know, it's not going to be Luis Castillo, obviously, at this point. So the best starting pitcher is off the board. Um, You know, there are others um, that would be available and are available right now. I don't have the names in front of me. We've talked about a few of them over the last week or two. But – yeah, I think it's a good strategy, to be honest with you. I really do. Again, I don't know if it's the first area I'm going to right now if I'm A.J. Preller, if it's my first upgrade. But um, I'd consider it, and I'd consider it heavily right now based on what happened last year where, I mean, it was just an absolute you know, abject failure down the stretch. They just didn't have starting pitching. And we can pretend like Chase Tingler was a bad manager, and we can say he didn't communicate well. And all that could be true, but 
What's also true is Vince Velasquez and Jake Arrieta pitched a lot of games for the Padres down the stretch, and that made no sense at all. And the Padres should never have been put in that position by their general manager, in my opinion. Um, okay. Another sip. How's everyone doing tonight, by the way? Worried about the deadline? Happy about tonight? Checking Twitter all too often? Um, not sleeping well? <laughs> Knowing that when you wake up tomorrow at 7 a.m. Pacific, even if you do on a Saturday, someone could have been traded because it's 10 o'clock Eastern and these GMs don't sleep, especially this time of year. So how are you feeling? Cliff Maestro says, fantastic. Um Okay, deal, Michael. For the super, it's a deal. No, no problem. I'm gonna zip it. I won't even say the T word. Deal. Thank you for the super. No T talk tonight. Fair, very fair. We've spent enough time over the last two years talking about that. So, so uh, fair. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for the super. Yeah, Faye. You know it's good. I mean, I don't know if you guys Nova Easy Kombucha, which I think is a sponsor of the Padres. Um. It's very good. I've been a huge fan. I'm a huge kombucha drinker, non-alcoholic, alcoholic. Um, yeah. So thank you. It's good fat. <laughs> it is. Are you a kombucha drinker? Um, yeah, Michael, I think we all are. I haven't checked. By the way, since I've been on, I'm if, if something pops up and it's accurate and factual and don't try to completely like troll me um, because you know me, I'm not just going to read right now. Oh, what's sort of the Padres? But um, if I'm missing something or if Bob Melvin says something post that you want me to get to, um, please let me know and we will get to that. Please, Josh, will this to existence, please. <laughs> if you guys know, I, I know a number of you know, I'm a big San Diego State proponent and supporter. A lot going on with realignment right now. We'll see. I don't think it's as, as easy as Tuesday for San Diego State to the Pac-12. Are the trend lines encouraging? I think they are, but realignment is a really tricky putt. You think trade deadline's tricky? Um, realignment is, is the trickiest thing <laughs> in sports right now. It really is. But, uh, yes, please, Josh, fingers crossed. Uh, all right, let me get back to the chat here. And there's a lot to get to that we haven't even touched on, by the way. This would be a good trade. So am I, Faye. This stuff is, look at the color of this. It's so light. Look at that. So believe me. Um, and it's sweet. It's it's sweet. I mean, it depends on the flavor. I don't know why I'm pushing this on on the audience. I just do. It's just who I am. Um, okay, so what else happened here tonight? Let me just take a look at my notes here for a moment as the Padres beat the Twins 10-1. If you want to make sure I get to the comment, you can use the super down below. Uh, Taylor Rogers is no longer the Padres closer, at least for the short term. Taylor Rogers is no longer the closer. Now, this is a big storyline, obviously, because who is the closer? And they said committee. So there's no real answer there. Is it Luis Garcia? Is it Nick Martinez? Is it Adrian Morahone, who can't go back-to-back -back right now off Tommy John? So this is a big story. Now, Taylor Rogers maybe gains it back because he pitches, you know, with a greater degree of success when he's pitching in sixth, seventh, and eighth innings than when he was pitching in ninth innings trying to protect small leads. But uh, Rogers has been bad over the last two months and it's time for a change. It's probably past time for a change, to be honest. Um, but we'll see how they play this. We'll see if they dress closer at the deadline or not. I think it's a, it's at least a possibility. Now, again, are you getting some pieces that could be ninth inning guys like Drew Pomerantz? Yeah. 
Um, do you have, you know, do, do you have enough in your bullpen to feel confident about the ninth inning if you don't add to this bullpen? I don't know. Maybe someone emerges in the absence of Rogers because he, you know, failed um, as closer here in the middle of the year. Maybe uh, someone else is able to run with it. We'll find out. Uh, Michael, thank you for the super. As always, we appreciate you hanging out. Thank you for the super here tonight. So he says Mariners getting Castillo takes the Mariners out, but keeps the Dodgers in it for Soto because they want a Castillo as well. It's an interesting way to look at it, and maybe we should be more concerned with the Dodgers than we are with the Mariners. Because truth be told, if Juan Soto went to the Mariners, yeah, it would be frustrating because everyone wants Juan Soto, but he's not really going to impact you day in or day out unless in the unlikely scenario we get a Padres-Mariners um, rivalry World Series, right? Like We'll concern ourselves with that if and when it happens. So, yeah, maybe it's true. I mean, maybe we'd prefer the Mariners were the ones that didn't acquire Castillo, went all in for Soto. So if at worst case, they got him if the Padres didn't. But by landing Castillo and giving up three of their top 10 prospects, and I want to say prospects one and two or one and three in their organization, depending on who you ask, or what publication you're looking at, does that make the Dodgers even more on the prowl than they were even six hours ago? It's a possibility. I still think the Dodgers need starting pitching. In fact, I know they do. Um, I think both the Mariners and the Dodgers need starting pitching more than San Diego. Now, whatever starting pitching that the Dodgers get is not going to cost them prospects one, two, and you know nine in their organization. He's just not going to be Luis Castillo. So they could probably deal for a starter. Not probably. They could. They could deal for a starter, of course, and also deal for Juan Soto. So it's a very good observation, Michael. It really is, and it is concerning. And we've seen this play out before, the whole Charlie Brown analogy where Lucy pulls the football away right before Charlie's going to kick it. Happened last year with Ken Rosenthal even tweeting about the Padres landing uh, Max Scherzer. So, you know, I'm wary is the best way to put it. I am. Am I concerned about the Dodgers potentially landing Juan Soto? How could you not be? If you were a Padres fan, how could you not be concerned about the Dodgers? A, their ability to take on payroll. B, their prospect capital. C, this is what they do. They add to good teams. They've done this for a decade straight. Now, they don't win a lot of World Series. I mean, they won a 60-game World Series for whatever that's worth. But, you know, it's hard to fault or it's hard to say that, well, they don't do anything at deadline. I mean, that's just flat out wrong. I mean, they've been as active as any team at deadlines over the last handful of years. And hopefully the Padres can hold them off. Um What's going to be hard here is whoever wins the Soto sweepstakes, if it is either the Padres or the Dodgers, you know, the winner is going to have to pay significantly because they're going to they're going to play the two sides against each other. And it's going to be it's like an auction. You know, it's, it's like an auction comes down to two potential bidders and you keep seeing the thing go up and up and up. And I could see that happening. And you got to put in an additional prospect, an additional prospect to get to beat. The Dodgers offer, and at one point you say to yourself, is this even worth it? But I think from the Padres' perspective, it's worth it. That's how I feel. So I'm all in. I'm all in. I want Soto. But again, I don't want to have the air taken out of the balloon in the clubhouse if they don't land them because we have to be honest with ourselves that there's a scenario where they do not land them, you know? So thank you, Michael, for the super. Thank you, uh, Michael Yench, for this super as well. Thank you guys for hanging out in the chat. Again, if you want to make sure I get your comment, you can use that super button by clicking the dollar sign down below in the chat so michael says dodgers need starting pitching they don't have the depth like we do and i do think that's accurate i really do michael i think if there is a key area where the padres stack up well with the dodgers it would be in their starting rotation 
Um, obviously, Dodgers team ARA has been very good this year. Their bullpen, by and large, has been very good. Their lineup is better, in my opinion, than the Padres. Now, would that change with Tatis and Soto? Yeah, it very well could. <laughs> it very well could. Are the Padres close to even footing if you have Tatis and Machado healthy and Soto in the same lineup and you're playing the Dodgers? I mean, yeah. I mean, there are, you know, you'd like your chances or you would take your chances in that hypothetical or that scenario with a healthy rotation and that lineup. Again, the difference between 2020 and now is they had no rotation in 2020, and now they do. And also the difference between 2020 and now in this Soto hypothetical is if you land them, you've put one of the game's best hitters in your lineup. So do I think the Dodgers would be favored over the Padres in a five-game series in the NLDS? Yes, because that's how money works. It's an L.A. franchise. They've been in World Series. and They've won them. They have the upper hand on the Padres. But I don't think it would be overly significant, the odds would be in the favor of the Dodgers. And I also don't think it would be impossible to envision the Padres winning that series. I mean, I really don't. And I thought 2020, the series was a lot closer than people think it was. If you gave the Padres, I always say this, Lamette when he was healthy in 2020 and Clevenger when he was healthy in 2020, and you took away two starters from the Dodgers that year, like Bueller and Kershaw, then tell me the series wouldn't have been different. But that's what happened. Padres were without their best two starters. Dodgers weren't, and the Dodgers swept the series. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Michael. Thank you. Appreciate that. Super that just uh, rolled in. Right, let me go back to my notes here for a moment. Again, John Schaefer with you on the wrap-up show. Before I get back to my notes, in fact, I do want to tell you about Aura, ORA.organic. If you support this channel, we really ask that you support our partners as well. It's the way we're able to provide this content day in and day out. This is a great company. Their co-founder, Wills, is San Diego. They have offices in Liberty Station. He's a huge Padres fan. We just met for lunch with him a couple of weeks ago. They've got plant-based nutritional products. All of their products are plant-based nutritional products, probiotics. I take one every single day. Took one this morning for digestion, heart health, mental clarity, and a million other reasons. They have pre-workout supplements. They have post-workout proteins for you, omega-3 oils, sleep pills, immunity pills. They have something for you. Uh, if you're looking to get healthier, if you're looking for a healthier lifestyle, Please consider ORA.organic. You click that Build Your Routine button. You're going to get 30% off your very first order. You can shop as you watch or listen to the wrap-up show right there at ORA.organic. There's a link down below. But again, if you support this channel and you want to support a local business, uh, we'd appreciate it if you checked out Aura at ORA.organic. All right, back to uh, the conversation here tonight on the wrap-up show. I think I've seen some people talking about this in the chat. It appears as if Will Myers is close to returning. I want to say Bob Melvin said the latest he would return is by the end of this series. So that sounds to me like Saturday or Sunday on Myers. He also said he doesn't know if he'll be 100% at any point this year. But he also said that Myers feels a lot better than he did. And he, I think he's had some decent games. He's had a couple of home runs, I know. In AAA, hard to read into PCL stats, El Paso stats. I think they're on the road right now in Tacoma. I don't know if that's a good hitter's yard or not. But, um, you know, it, it's encouraging. I mean, Myers is a you know $20 million piece. So, um, you know, they could use some moments from him in the second half of the year. Like, you can't have a full season where you hit one home run and you spend half the year on the IL. Like, hopefully Will Myers is able to put together a, a couple of weeks of good play. We've seen that before. I mean, I've, I've seen him play well for – 30-game stretches, 15-game stretches. And at this point, that's all you're really asking for. Like, can he get going for 15 days? Can he help this team, help this team win for a couple of weeks? And I don't know if it'll be immediately. Um, but, 
you know, he's definitely coming back. That is a great question from Cam. I don't know the answer to that. You know, is it Ruiz who's been squeezed a little bit here? I don't think it's Mazzara. Is it Batten? Um, you know, I see a couple. Yeah, Rich says Batten. Jared says Batten. So, yeah, could be Batten. Is it like Quan says? It's a, it's a good question. Um, who knows if they fully know the answer to that right now. I think even with Will, you know, again, you need more in your outfield. Now, maybe Will's playing first base. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. But, um, again, you, you just need to get healthier. Whatever, Tatis, Myers, Pomerantz, bullpen, right? You'd prefer to be healthy for a stretch of time, you know, final 50 games or so. If you could put it all together from a health perspective, they're 11 games over 500 and they haven't been healthy uh, by and large, specifically Tatis and Pomerantz. Pomerantz has a sub-2 ERA in two years with the Padres, hasn't pitched a ton. And Fernando Tatis Jr. is one of the game's best hitters over the last, you know, three years when he's been healthy. Cam, thank you for this. Uh, John, would you rather be the last wild card and play the Brewers, or would you rather be the second wild card and play the Braves or Mets? If the Braves are part of the conversation, I want to play not the Braves. They're among the best teams in baseball over the last two months. I know the Padres played them well earlier, but they're a different team right now. Uh, Padres have played the Mets well. I'd say the Brewers. I think I'd take my chances there with the Brewers. Um, Also there, you would then play, if you won that series, the two not the one. And if the one is the Dodgers, you avoid them until theoretically the NLCS, if you can get there. So I think I'd take my chances with the Brewers. If it was Brewers, as opposed to the Braves or Mets, because I'm worried about the Braves. If you told me Brewers or Mets, I mean, again, I think the Padres have looked pretty good against the Mets, but because of that risk of the Braves, I'd probably take the Brewers in that scenario. All right. What else do I have here? Um, so yeah, we talked about Castillo, Castillo to the Mariners, you know, that's an ace, that's an ace acquisition. Um, maybe similar to the Clevenger acquisition of the Padres two years ago, maybe a little bit of a better acquisition. I think a comparable one, three top 10 prospects. Um, again, does it take him out of the Soto sweepstakes? Maybe, but it doesn't impact the Dodgers. So I do think that's a pretty good point. Um, what else? We talked about Boris at Petco here tonight. We talked about the 43,000. How about city connect, by the way? Maybe they should wear them more often. I don't know if they have the ability to wear them more often. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw them throw those on a couple of more times during this homestand. Because right now they've been wearing them Friday nights at home. So I think they've worn them three times and they're three for three and they've looked pretty good. Um, no pun intended. They've looked pretty good wearing those uniforms um, this year. So, yeah, I mean, if they play well in them, maybe they wear them more often. Yeah, I think that the best case scenario to Bo's point. I mean, if you can, if you can hunt down that first wild card spot and host is the best case scenario. And don't tell me the best case scenario is winning the division because they're not going to win the division um, because it's just not happening. I mean, it's a one in a 10,000, in my opinion, for them to win maybe one in 5,000 because you need two things to happen. You a need to have the best 45 or excuse me, 60 game stretch in franchise history, like 45 and 15, which would be the best 60 games they've ever played. And even with that, you're 12 back. So if you go 45 and 15 and they go 34 and 26, 34 and 26. I mean, this is a team that's 67 and 32 in the Dodgers. Think about that. You go 45 and 15, you probably don't win the division. So if you still have the division in your mind, then you're looking for a 50 and 10 finish and you'd still need help. Um, So I've ruled out the division. I just have ruled it out. Good point, Jeremiah. Thank you for your membership, and thanks for hanging out tonight. Good point, Lamette. I know it's a 10-1 game. It's encouraging. 
You know, I know it's a 10 1 game, but I'm encouraged when I see Lamette with a scoreless inning, when I see Steven Wilson with a two strikeout inning, when I see Tim Hill with a scoreless ninth inning. I'm encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by Blake Snell. I really am. Um, he's talked repeatedly about being a second half pitcher. I think he's been quieter overall. I think he's kind of stuck to his business here recently, has not been perfect, but his ERA is down to 4 4 3 for the year. Third win of the season, six innings, four hits, one run, one walk, seven strikeouts. I mean, this is not baseball's worst lineup, the Minnesota Twins. It's just not with Correa and Buxton in the midst of it. Miranda's been unbelievable for them recently as well. Their third baseman, their young third baseman. Um, You know, Sano theoretically should do something, although he hasn't. I I don't know. if I think he's been out. Um, So – you know, there's worse offenses in baseball than the Minnesota Twins. And, you know, Blake Snell, it doesn't matter who he's facing. If he can command his pitches, um, he's got lights out stuff. And he can get swings and misses. And he can be effective against any team. Dodgers, Twins, Orioles, Pittsburgh, you know, good or bad, he can be effective if he throws strikes. And we did see that. Uh, we did see that here tonight. Um, let's see. What else before we roll? Padres back in action tomorrow. Joe Musgrove, game two. Uh, opposite Sonny Gray, I believe. Opposite Sonny Gray in game two. See if the Padres can win a series from the Twins. I want to get to the super from uh, Michael Yench. Thank you again, Michael, for the super. Greatly appreciated. We appreciate all you guys hanging out tonight and subscribing. Uh, the supers as well by clicking that dollar sign down below. It is a great way to support this channel and interacting as well. Uh, Michael says, when we do make the playoffs, I don't want to face the Cardinals again. Tired of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame you on that. And I don't disagree. You look at their lineup and well, shoot, if they add Soto, that's going to be as good of a lineup as you're going to see in the National League, maybe other than the Dodgers. Um, so, yeah, Cardinals are always scary. They are always scary, even 2020 with the no fans there, losing game one, trailing in what you – know, was it game two they trailed by five runs or game three? I mean, the Padres got fortunate to win that series when you look back on it. So, yeah, I agree with you, Michael. I don't want to see the Cardinals. I don't know who I do want to see, to be honest. I mean, I think Brewers or Mets – are decent matchups for the Padres. Um, I think I'd want to avoid the Braves and the Cards. So, yeah, I think that's pretty well set. So thank you again, Michael, for that super. Let me get to uh, this super here from Alex. Thank you again, Alex, for the super. He says, uh, what about AC saying about Padres' plan B trade? What exactly did he say? Are we talking about some of the Cubs pieces, Alex, as plan B? Because here's the thing. I think that you have to do this in the right order. I think the Padres got the order out of whack last year when they acquired Adam Frazier and didn't move Eric Hosmer. We didn't even talk about Eric Hosmer tonight. Um, Because I do think there's a scenario where he moves. I think Dennis Lynn told Darren Smith today, 51-49, he moves. So they'll actively shop him, it sounds like. Will they find a buyer? And what will they have to give up to get him or to get rid of him? We'll see if we find out or not. Um, The plan B of Contreras... I think makes a lot of sense. Now I'll say this, what's the order that you pursue? Do you have a cutoff moment with Soto? Because let's say you have a chance to land Contreras and you don't, and you continue to pursue Soto and then you don't. That's why I think if I've got a chance to land Contreras, I need to find out from the nationals if they're serious about moving him. Because if I can land Contreras, I got to try to land Soto right then. And if I can't land Soto, I need to make a determination to go get Contreras. And you might say, well, they're not tied together. Well, they could very well be tied together because they could get a decent haul. I know he's a rental, but they could get a decent haul. And A.J. Preller probably can't trade every one of his players in the minor leagues. He can't trade every one of his top 10 prospects at the deadline this year. So 
Um, I think Contreras is a good plan B. I really do. I think he's among the best hitters in baseball right now. Um, I don't think he's Juan Soto. I don't think there's really anyone like Juan Soto in baseball at 23 years of age that's controllable like that. Maybe someone like Fernando Tatis Jr. when he's healthy. But um, yeah, you got to look at plan Bs because there's no guarantee you land plan A. That's for sure. So you got to be have got to be looking at a lot of plan Bs. And if you're AJ Preller, you got to have that whiteboard up. You shouldn't be sleeping much. And things change because as players come off the board, your priorities change. And as you make trades, some of your capital comes off the board as well. How does that impact your ability to land Contreras, Soto, and others? And it's going to be a fascinating weekend. It's really going to be a fascinating weekend. We'll be keeping a very close eye. If news breaks, we'll be here for you. Uh, Otherwise, we will be back on the wrap-up show Sunday evening, wrapping up this Padres Twins series. Um, I do want to remind our viewers, by the way, that we've got merch for you and it's now tied in if you're watching on mobile or laptop if you're watching this video right now just scroll down below you see that merch see that john and jim and wrap-up show and reach around merch that's a great way to support this channel if you want to pick up a cap i'm wearing a cap tonight i know you can't see it right now because i pulled up this merchandise graphic but there's a link for merchandise down below we got all kinds of stuff for you this time of year at the deadline um, a number of you have picked up some gear over the course of the last couple of weeks or couple of months so If you want to support this channel and uh, rock some wrap-up show stuff to Petco or when you watch the Padres, we greatly appreciate it. Again, link down below or just scroll down below. You can see our merch now in that merch shelf or shopping shelf down below here on the wrap-up show. And also this, we remind you, you can become a member of this channel. And if you do that by clicking the join button down below, you're going to get custom emojis of me and Jim and some of our sayings like you're an idiot or let's go or LFGSD that the Padres are saying. You're going to get those custom badges as well, and the badges change based on how long you're a member of the wrap-up show, and you're getting members-only content as well. So you can become a member today by clicking that Join button down below. All right, guys, what do you say? Uh, Fun hour. Kind of flew by. There's a lot. I mean, there's a zillion things we could get to. There's a lot more we could get to. Um but hopefully something happens tomorrow. I, you know, I, I don't know if we're going to get the huge, huge deal tomorrow. But we've seen big names come off the board. Ben Attendee, Castillo is the biggest name that's come off the board so far. And there's still big fish out there. None bigger, I don't think, than Juan Soto. Um, and maybe we get more news on Soto. We'll get more news. I know that. I just don't know if he moves at some point tomorrow or Sunday or not. Um, so we'll see. But thank you guys again for hanging out. Thank you for your support. Thank you for the supers. Thank you for subscribing. Again, if you're here live or on replay, please subscribe. We have year round Padres content for you. If you're here, we ask that you subscribe. That's all we ask of your Padres fam. Please also make sure to smash the like button for us. Uh, please follow me on Twitter at John Schaefer, at Jim Russell SD, at John and Jim. My wife just came down here to get a drink. Um, also, please support our partners, Mark Nimitz at Farmers Insurance. He can help save you $750 on your insurance needs. Aura.organic. Click that button down below. You'll get 30% off your first order at Aura. And Omar Sanchez at Edge Home Finance. If you have mortgage needs, get in contact with Omar, 619-387-7798. All right, guys, have a good one. I, pre- I appreciate you hanging out on a Friday night. Moises, thank you. Cam, thank you. Don't know how to pronounce his first name. Wanchu, Taralva, thank you for hanging out. Miles, Michael, big dog. Thanks, guys. We'll see you over the course of the weekend. See if the Padres can land a big fish or not. Take care now.
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited-edition, ultra-low net-carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.